A very good day to all of our listeners. This is Abraham Foss from For Your Good Ministries International, continuing uh, in our series that we have called There's Only One. Uh, today we're going to be looking at There's Only One Way to Know the Good, the Acceptable, and the Perfect Will of God. No doubt for all of us, it is God's intention, but no doubt for all of us, we'd like to know and want to know what is that good, that acceptable, that perfect will that God has for us. Upon all of our lives, God has purpose. God has destiny inscribed in our hearts. God has a plan for us, and it's His heart's desire that we realize that plan, because God's plan is always and only a good, advantageous plan for our lives. But how do we get to that place? How do we realize that? How do we come into living into what Scripture calls the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? Well, Paul writes to the church in Rome. The church in Rome was a church that grew to be effective. Through the church in Rome, most of the known gospel throughout the world was founded. And so Paul writes to this rather key church. He gives him kind of, can I call it a template of understanding or a journey upon which they will arrive at the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So when Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, and we read from verse 1 through to verse 2, he writes and you can pick up a desire, almost a, a good, righteous kind of angst or yearning or depthiness from his heart from which he actually writes this portion of Scripture. And I believe he does so because his heart's desire in his foreknowledge of the church in Rome was that they would get a hold of the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. For from Rome, primarily, we would have the springboard of the known gospel taken throughout the ends of the earth. So Paul puts it this way. He says, I beseech you therefore... And so, as I mentioned, there's this deep desire, says, I beseech, which you could say, I implore, I yearn. I'm about to convey to you, to teach you of something that will realize a wonderful result. And so he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. So he's writing to us, the church. Brethren is an all-inclusive term. It's both male and female. For in the spirit, there's no such thing as male and female. We're all one person in the spirit, man. So from the spirit, because there's no male or female, all are, may I say, qualified in Christ to be representatives of the person of Jesus Christ to all around us and even across all of the world. So Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren or church, sons and daughters, bride of Christ. You could put a lot of terminology in there and all of that would be correct. Because it's an all-inclusive term, the word brethren. So it says, by the mercies of God. The Bible says God's mercies are new every morning. We serve a God of mercy, which means we don't get what we deserve. Because Christ got what we deserved when He went to the cross. And He vowed to us by grace His resurrection power, His conquering of our sin, our failures, our sickness, our shortcomings, our poverty, our lack, etc., etc. So Paul, he underlines that he beseeches by the mercies of God. 
Then he gives us the option. In other words, this is our choice. He says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So God doesn't present it in our stead. Gives us the option of choice. He's given us a will. We decide how we conduct our lives. We decide the choices we make. God is not an imposing God, a harsh God, or a dictating God. God sets before us options such as life and death, blessings and curses, says the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. And then he implores and encourages us to choose life, to choose blessing. So Paul, amidst the same context of how God functions, he presents the options for us to make a choice. So he says, but I beseech you, in other words, this is going to be the right choice. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. May I say that is step one to finding the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. That we present our bodies a living sacrifice. I'll expound on that in just a short while. He says holy, which means set apart. Does not necessarily mean devoid of sin, although we are devoid of sin in our spirit. Man wants to be born again. But holy primarily means in scripture to be set apart. So he says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy or set apart, acceptable to God. In other words, when we set ourselves apart to God, we become acceptable to God. He says, which is your reasonable service? In other words, it's logical. It's the right thing to do because from it we get the right result that God intends for us, which is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. And then he says, and do not be conformed to the pattern or the matrix of this world, but be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove, in other words, would come into manifestation in your life, that you may prove what is that good, and that acceptable, and that perfect will of God. So Paul kind of gives us, call it a three-step progression to realizing the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. First, that we become a living sacrifice. That means that we are quick to lay down our thinking, our way of doing, our practice, even our heritage, or our persuasions that have been fashioned by our history, by our ancestral line, by what we've been exposed to that is not consistent with the Word of God. He encourages that that's the first step is that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. In other words, we live to sacrifice that that's not of God's word, because that is the thing that's impeding or slowing down or hindering or even stopping the progression of us realizing the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God. So step one is to respond to say yes. says that you present. It's our choice to do so. So I, as Abraham Foss, I say, I present my body, which really means my way of thinking, my predecessor way of thought process that's been shaped or fashioned. I'm quick to put that in the altar, to sacrifice that, to burn it away, because it sets me apart. From that, I become holy. I'm now set apart. So to be set apart, I need to lay down something of the old that hasn't realized God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for me, so that I'm set apart. Now I'm set apart, I become a candidate acceptable to God. In other words, God can now accept my sacrifice of putting my old away to embrace His new. And now God can begin to work that process 
of me finding the good, acceptable will of God. Of course, Paul says, which is your reasonable service. In other words, my goodness me, is it not reasonable to lay down that that's not bearing good fruit to pick up that that will bear good fruit? So Paul's kind of saying that should be reasonable, that should be logical or even perhaps obvious. You don't want to stay in the place of your demise. You want to come up to the place of God's good, acceptable, perfect will of God. The first step is to lay down the old so you can pick up the new. From that in verse 2 he says, And do not be conformed to the patterns or the matrix or the mold or the die set of this world. This world seeks us to be forced into die set of conformity of its way of thinking, especially in our current day and age. We're having a rapid way, so much thought process being thrown at us. We look at what's been introduced into the schooling sector, into the societal sector, into the governmental sector, into the medical sector. There's so many thoughts and patterns of this world that are bringing about demise, even sickness, and consequently, even on some occasions, death, ultimately. So Paul is saying, be no, no longer conformed to the patterns of this world, which is also the way of the world's thinking, the way that the world does something. The world wants to force us into this matrix, this dasset, this mold of conformity, of compliance, so that from it we can be snuffed out from the life that God intends for us and fall short of the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So Paul says after we become a living sacrifice, he says, be no longer conformed to the patterns of this world. Then he gives us how we take this step that brings us to the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. He says, and be transformed, which is the word metamorphosis, which means to change from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Says, but be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. We need our minds renewed to God's way of thinking, to be conformed into the pattern of God's thinking. And so our minds are what stop up the progression that realizes the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. We need to renew our mind. How do we do that? By the word of God. By God's way of thinking in any and every arena of life, be that marriage, be that family, be that business, be that how we conduct church or do church or lead church, how we run a nation, etc., etc. Whatever seat of occupation I find, I need to renew my mind to the way of God's thinking. And I find out God's thinking by the word of God, especially in the epistles that the apostles write to the church. Get God's thinking on a matter so that from that we're making God decisions in a matter. Then he says that you may prove or live in the manifestation of God's way of thinking God's word. That you may prove, in other words, the outworking result is this, that you will know the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. I want that. No doubt you want that. The perfect will of God. The steps to get there, a living sacrifice. Set apart to God, no longer conform to our own way or the world's way of thinking, to lay that down, to discard that thing, to embrace the renewing of our mind, a new way of thinking, God's way of thinking by the Word of God. And as our mind is transformed, metamorphosized from one level to the next, so we move into that good and that acceptable and the perfect will of God for every area of our lives. And so this is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries saying thank you for listening to this brief teaching. Look us up on our website www.foryourgood.net 
or email us at info at foryourgood.net. We'd love to hear from you. God bless you as you enjoy the rest of your week.